This is the truth about Cardano. We're about to reveal some crazy facts about Cardano that you don't know about. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of the Beam Pod is sponsored by KyberSwap. KyberSwap is a DEX and DEX aggregator, which is built to facilitate all your DeFi needs in one single platform. Fast, cheap, and safe. User experience is KyberSwap's sole focus to make everyone's life better in DeFi. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to be revealing the truth about Cardano. We're going to reveal some crazy facts about Cardano that maybe you're not familiar with. This is the number eighth ranked crypto uh, with a $19 billion market cap. Does it deserve it? Mm. What's under the hood here? Yeah, so I mean, look, Cardano is, it's a topic of discussion in the crypto world. I feel like you either love it or you hate it. Mm. Now we're gonna take an unbiased approach as we always do in this Truth About Crypto series. We're gonna talk about the technology, the real world use cases, the founder, the tokenomics, everything about Cardano to make an informed decision whether it's gonna be in our portfolio or not. So make sure to watch this one until the end. And hit the like, subscribe, notifications on, all that good stuff that helps get this video to the rest of uh, the viewers. So Cardano is, you know, one of the OG Ethereum killers, right? Mm. You know, it's a proof of stake, uh, Gen Gen 2, Gen 3 blockchain, um, you know, proof of stake being the more sustainable and scalable version of the original Bitcoin technology. But here's the thing about Cardano, and we have to address it first, is while you said it has a large market cap, it maybe hasn't seen the adoption. Right. That's that's the first thing you always hear about. So while we're not going to talk about why that's the case first, I feel like, do you agree that that's kind of like the hit or miss? Like, why is the market cap so large if people aren't ravenously using this for NFTs like Solana or Ethereum? It's interesting, right? I was watching some interviews with Charles before, Charles Hodgkinson, who is, he's the co-founder uh, of Ethereum who left and then started Cardano to make this everything that Ethereum is now trying to become, you know, a proof of stake blockchain where Ethereum was proof of work in the past. But it's interesting, right? Like right now in crypto, there's not a ton of users per se. Like we're not seeing real world adoption from a crypto perspective. We're seeing a lot of hype based plays, you know, when the metaverse, when Facebook announced that they're going to change their name to meta and enter the metaverse, all the metaverse tokens ripped, mm. right? There's not a lot of sexiness with Cardano to be driving the price. So it's interesting. I think it's a long-term perspective. Right. If you understand Charles and the way he thinks about it, he's like, cause his approach is look, 90% of people are not using crypto yet. They're still a long way off before we see mass adoption. So we're going to take our sweet time and we're going to make sure that everything is correct. Right. So I think people are almost looking for the long-term vision of what Cardano can and will be. You know, you're not seeing any hacks. You know, they're just, there isn't a ton of, you know, fancy apps that, you know, we can allude to right now. I can't just say, oh, this is built on it like a pancake swap for Binance, right? Mm -hmm. Or BSC. So there's not a ton of hype that's kind of driving that price. But again, I think what What's caught what has caused this large market cap is the fact that people are looking to the future. Right. So it's maybe it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think it's something that makes us 
that's why we chose to do this episode because it's it's a it's a very topical yeah crypto project uh, a blockchain you hear about a lot there's a lot of debate going around so let's jump into the actual project and, and talk about what it does so first thing that jumps out is basically what you said the reason it's been going so slow is it's because and this is what they claim the first blockchain founded on peer-reviewed research and developed through evidence-based models mm. that is cardano so they're taking the slow and steady approach, not deploying anything before it hasn't been peer-reviewed, before it hasn't been proven by evidence-based models, right? So they're not building things and throwing them out there and having them get hacked and go down like Solana. That's what they would argue, right? It's like, okay, we are reviewing these things, peer-reviewed, using models, making sure it's good before we actually roll it out to users. So that's kind of one of the things that jumps out at me um, and that's different than Cardano about a lot of the other projects. Absolutely. And he... Listening to him speak, I can kind of see where the frustration comes in because a lot of these crypto prices will run and it's purely based off of momentum and hype. Whereas these guys are taking the time with the peer-reviewed articles and you know scholarly uh, individuals from all around the world. I think they have 400 plus you know, developers or employ- employees, quote unquote, across 50 different countries. So they're, they're bringing all this information, right? And trying to build this ecosystem that is going to be long lasting. It's here for the future. And he alludes to the fact that governments are, are, they care about consistency, security, you know, all these things that really matter. And what they're going after is the developing nations. When you start to dig into a lot of their, their dApps are being built. They're trying to bring DeFi to these communities that are unbanked, you know, because there's 3 billion plus people around the globe right now who don't have access to financial institutions. So you need to have all this in place if you're going to bring on where they're targeting, like in Africa, for example. You need to ensure that this thing is superior to the rest of the technologies that are out there because you're going to have these individuals doing peer-to-peer banking without a banked, right? So it has to be perfect. Right. So when you go onto the use cases section of their website, Mm. um, so basically what you were talking about there. So this is what they list. There's education. You can use uh, Cardano for academic certificates. Retail anti-counterfeit. Agriculture for supply chain for anti-counterfeit. Governments for ID issuing and verifiability. Finance for KYC onboarding. You can see the the trend here, right? It's all about like verifying IDs. Uh, Healthcare anti-counterfeit medications. Um, You know, it says the World Health Organization estimates that 50% of all medications sold online could be fake. So it's all about, Cardano seems to be targeting, at least for the moment, verifying things, making sure they're real and stuff like that. Yeah. However, all of these things link back to just basically one product that's come out of Cardano. It's called the Atala Prism ID technology. So it's this one thing, it's this ID technology that they're just extrapolating these use cases out of. And the only real, the only real world case study that I found is with the Ethiopian Ministry of Education, right? Where it's currently actually being used presently. Correct, yeah? correct. So it's nice that they have all these potential use cases, but for a, uh, a coin with a market cap of how, yeah, how big? 20 billion. 20 billion, you would maybe want to see a little bit more real-world adoption. Yeah. And another red flag for me is that a lot of the links were broken on the website. Ooh, that's the, not good. The official Cardano website, yeah. you know, it, it, you click on something and it's like, oh, error. Brings you to another website, oh, page removed. And it's like, okay, for, you know... I'm looking at a, a small cap gem and it's a $10 million market cap. Okay. The website maybe isn't perfect. Yeah. But hey, man, when I'm on the Cardano website, I want things to be working perfectly. 
You're talking about a top 10 project here. What's going on? I know there's, uh, I, was it the IOHK? I was on that website and all the articles are from like 2020. To, like it's like stay up to date with Cardano and everything that we're developing. And some of the last articles I could find on there are like from 2021. <laughs> so why, why is there no more updates Yeah, on that? What on like their number one partner? It's not great. Right? It's not a good look. No, not a good look. So already we're seeing, okay, I think we can agree that I like the, the, that potential use case, mm. although it is just one potential they, use case. They do also have, uh, you mentioned the one product, they do have a Tala scan and a Tala trace right. as well. Okay, so it all, it's, it's all it's, kind it's of... It's all the, you know, it's all similar stuff that every blockchain is attempting to do, you know. So a Tala Prism, I found for their education, immutable tamper-proof certifications is really important for job seekers. So you can't forge your resume and then get into the, a job and then it's like, oh, well, this guy really can't do his, his gig. Right. They have uh, a Tala scan. Um, this is something that we alluded to in previous episodes uh, where it ties into the blockchain. Um, so you can s- figure out if the product is actually real or not. Was it manufactured in the right location, like they said? And then they have a Tala trace, which is tracking like uh, fruit and veg. Are they organics? Or is it organic or not? Or is it just getting a label put on it? Mm. So they do have these things, yes. And But to your point, there is... A couple of red flags specifically to why they're not staying up to date on their website, which is the number one place where everybody's going to go to research. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking for a supply chain coin, you might as well just get Morpheus. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Tiny market cap. <laughs> Partner with FedEx and... DHL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, look, it's nice to see that they have a vision for their project. Mm. Um, and when you dig into the actual technology they have at Cardano, it's called Ouroboros. So that's, that's, you know, every, every blockchain has like their own version of scaling and sharding and, you know, near protocol with the sharding. Cardano has Ouroboros, which processes transaction blocks by dividing chains into epochs. Okay. Which are further decided into time slots. And you, you hear about different blockchains. It's, they all kind of solve this problem in different ways. You know, like Polkadot with the, with the parachains and then... It's all about scalability. So that's the way that Cardano is doing it. And it's nice to see that they have their own proprietary technology, which will help with scalability. Um, but you know, going back to the adoption. So if you go into DAP radar, it shows all the different DAPs on every main ecosystem and how many users there are. You know, it's been making news. I'm not sure if you saw the Decentraland thing. Yeah, they have like, have like 40, eight, eight members or 40 something. users yeah, yeah, or something. So, yeah. so I was on there the other day and uh, I saw that there's two dApps on Cardano that have over 100 active users. Right. That, well. <laughs> <laughs> that's not great. So uh, <laughs> JPEG Store, which is the main Cardano NFT marketplace, has four, that's their top dApp. Right. 4,000 active users compared to OpenSea, which has 20K, and Magic Eden for Solana, which has 36K. Mm. And then MinSwap, which is the Cardano DEX, has 1,000 active users. Uniswap, 20K. Radium, 5K. Right. So it's, it's obviously well behind. Um, and you have layer ones with a lot smaller market caps, like Avalanche, Cosmos, and Algorand, which have dApps that have a lot more active users on their main applications than right. the Cardano ones. So again, for me, it's just like, okay, why is the market cap so big if there's no one using this? Right. And I, I get the slow play. I get that. But... Mm-hmm. What are people are just betting on, you know, the ideas mm. execution in business is the hardest thing. It's right. nice to have ideas, but the market cap is so big. It should be, you're saying like, it should be like, 
You know, we have Hedera Hashgraph, for example, sitting at a $1.5 billion market cap, whereas this one is 10 times Hedera's market cap, which is insane because, you know, Hedera is currently working with LG, Boeing, Google, Google Cloud, mm-hmm. et cetera, right? So there's a lot more going on. It's interesting. Hedera is actually a decent parallel to Cardano, not in market cap because it's 10 whatever times, yeah, 10, 20 yeah. times less. But there aren't many users on Hedera either because they haven't actually launched their products. That's right. But I think the market cap reflects that. Mm-hmm. Whereas the problem for me with Cardano is that the market cap doesn't reflect the fact that Cardano has not gotten that adoption yet. And I get it. You believe in the founder and you believe in the technology and all you know the uh, Ethiopian Ministry of Education case study. That's great. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But wh- <laughs> I just I'm having a hard time getting over that fact that Yes, I, I see the technology, but the market cap to me just doesn't line up. Yeah. So we, let's let's dig into this further. Maybe there's more into it. Well, the reason we're bringing this up too is because anyone, one of our listeners and anybody who gets involved in crypto is typically trying to make money on their investments. The, the reason Shane is bringing this up right now in terms of the market cap is typically a lower market cap. You know, if you can find a really good project that has a ton of users, a ton of growth, a ton of development. Like, for example, we had Nadaron, the founder of Deso a decentralized social uh, media blockchain. It's a layer one, super low fees. They're onboarding like 6,000 to 10,000 people a month, Mm -hmm. daily active users every single month. Like they're starting to have millions of people on this platform. That has a $200 million market cap. So when you're trying to grow your money, which is, you know, what we try to do on on this podcast is find really good projects. You're not going to get a a 5X or 4X or 10X out of Cardano anytime soon Mm. but you can find them with something that has like a 500 million dollar market cap that is seeing serious growth yeah right so that's why we're speaking to the market cap here at cardano although it's funny you mentioned about the market cap and growing i'm just going to pull it up right now on my computer real quick cardano has been nuking lately like Mm. going down more than most other altcoins it's below every support that i can identify in the chart down all the way to 37 cents like that is a fire sale for all things considered from it was at, you know, three bucks. Yeah. It's down 90 something percent. Right. So like maybe it is cheap. I don't know, but so, okay. Well, a couple of things I could speak to then that might ease the investors of Cardano. One is one thing I like about their technology is they do upgrade. So it's the compatibility compatibility aspect. So they do sometimes when, uh, you know, when Ethereum made its, uh, change from POW to uh, POS. And, you know, some of the different Ethereum co- ERC-20 tokens weren't working properly and you had to go onto these websites and whatnot. So you can lose compatibility. The good thing with, about with Cardano is that with every time they make an upgrade, you can still use the previous dApps from the fork that just occurred. Right. So imagine like you can still use Windows 7 apps on Windows 8. So that's the great thing. You still go back in time right. and utilize old dApps within the ecosystem. That's one thing that I think makes Cardano special. For sure. All right. Well, let's move on to another um, interesting topic that we always like to bring up on these Truth About Crypto series is the founder. Mm. So Charles Hoskinson, as you already mentioned, he was a co-founder of Ethereum. He was one of the original five founders with Vitalik Buterin in 2013 for Ethereum. Now, Vitalik Buterin and the Ethereum team removed Hoskinson in 2014 because there was a disagreement. Charles wanted to make Ethereum commercial for profit. And Vitalik said, no, it needs to be not for profit for it to be truly for the people. 
that was the main disagreement. So right. then Charles left, created Cardano. Now, there's a lot of things that have come out about Charles over the past year and a bit that have made me, I don't know if I want to say not trust him, but right. we look for red flags in founders and teams, right? And so when you see, see that he's claimed he had entered a PhD program and dropped out at a university that does not have that program and that they verify that he attended as a halftime undergraduate math major but did not earn a degree, he then claimed to repeatedly have worked for the Defense Advanced or DARPA and then DARPA said he had not. He continually bashes other projects. It doesn't mm. seem like he's trying to bring the crypto community together, which is what we like. Yeah. He seems like a very, yeah, conflicting kind of guy. So right. for me, it's it's not the kind of person I want to invest my money in. Two things there. Maybe they should introduce a Prism. <laughs> <laughs> On Charles himself? Yeah. yeah. To prove where he went to school and the jobs that he's... He's, he's like, hey, here, uh, use your own technology. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> no, it's true. And the, <laughs> and the other thing is, I think, because his 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 vision is so long, like he's looking way down. Okay, maybe okay. He's a developer, right? A lot of these computer guys are not necessarily the most. Uh, they don't have the same communication skills that maybe a sales guy has, or right. you know, a front of house work at a restaurant. So. He has one plus one equals two and wants to do it a certain way. He just can't communicate it effectively or efficiently to the people who he's trying to convince this idea to. Mm -hmm. So I can see how it become, he becomes very defensive. And with him having such a long-term uh, view on his project, and he's in it for the next 20 years, right? I can see him being frustrated when he sees other projects that are garbage, like Solana, for example, when you see a, that coin ripping and he's like, this thing is trash mm. and his token price is just going down and down and down. I can see the frustration how, and you know, with a, I believe Cardano has a little bit of a cult following when you're viewing and watching your leader, if you will, verbalize the way he does to, you know, the different crypto communities it kind of rubs off on the community and then it creates like this toxic environment. Mm. Yeah, but I, I, I still don't trust him. I mean, he's lying about where he went to school. He's lying about his job past. Mm. What else is he lying about? Yeah, exactly. What's going on in the background of Cardano that he's not telling us? Yeah. You know, when you lose my trust as an investor, it's very hard to bring it back. Mm -hmm. Especially when there's, you know, 4,000 other coins that you could invest in. Exactly. Um, so let's maybe flip a bit a little bit and talk about what's been going on lately. So they, they just did their hard fork. So the technology is being upgraded. Uh, Hydra Layer 2 Solution, which will make Cardano even more scalable, mm -hmm. is in the works. Um, they have a massive community, over 3.5 million across social media. And apparently, oh, I don't know if you trust this, <laughs> there's over 1,000 open source projects building on Cardano. Right. It's actually one of the most popular uh, communities for developers on GitHub, which oh. is like the code, the code platform. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of people building on it and there are a lot of things happening in the background, but there's just not a lot of real world adoption. Right. So, I mean, it just depends on, I guess, your, your time frame at, for an investor because I'm not going to sit here and say, this is a completely trash project that has no future because no. they do, uh, they're going after some um, interesting areas that blockchain can provide technology for solutions. The government, the ID, the verification, the, all that kind of stuff. I like that. 
but it's very speculative at this point with the market cap. Especially the at the speed at which they like to develop. You know, it might pay off in the long run of, you know, the whole blockchain world and the whole crypto world. But right now, it's not. And I think you're going to start to lose people because they're going to be frustrated over the speed at which the jobs are getting done. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, it's a fine line between getting everything right, but also getting it out the door. Yeah. I feel like, um, <clears throat> I almost feel like Kevin O'Leary on Shark Tank. And it's like a business comes that mm. the technology is interesting. Um, but the, the founder is asking for a valuation for investment. That is just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I'll offer you 10% for a hundred million. Yeah. And he'd be He's saying, like, how many like, sales do you have? Exactly. How many sales do you have? Oh no, zero. Well, get <laughs> fucked. Like, you know what I mean? That's kind of how I look at when I see Cardano flashing there on Binance. It's like, buy me, buy me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no sales, no buy. This is my favorite altcoin to short. <laughs> 88 down's been boom pretty good lately. Yeah. So, I don't know. Is there anything else that you've uncovered about Cardano that can maybe flip my opinion? Um, one thing I like, I know, now you've planted the seed of lack of trust. <laughs> it's tough for me to believe anything. So, what they say is this. anything. <laughs> I do like the fact that there's a lack of venture capitalists behind Cardano. Uh, so bec- the reason he claims that there's a lack of venture capitalists behind is because he wants fair distribution of the ADA uh, coin and venture capitalists, they always want, okay, when can I get in? How can I get out? How much money am I going to make? When's the unlock? They didn't have all that. So, th- so because they try to make it so fair, there's not a ton of venture capitalists behind it. Right. Um, so I do like that aspect and I do want to find, I found wouldn't be the bean pod or bean stock without a couple of small cap gems. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not going to get into Cardano, check when these, <laughs> yeah. these are two projects built on Cardano. Okay. Yeah. And I think they're worth noting. All right. Um, the first one is the world mobile token. Basically it's trying to connect, uh, 3 billion unconnected individuals over in the developing nations. It's like be like a peer-to-peer transfer. Uh, maybe think of it like a telcoin, if you will. Okay. So you can connect to these things called air nodes. So you're creating like a telecommunication services amongst all the individuals, I guess like an internet of things in a way. And the other one, which is kind of cool is I think it's, I might pronounce this wrong. It's Revuto. Revuto. It's a subscription management um so it's pretty neat so as long as you own one of the nfts revutu will pay for your subscriptions for spotify netflix stuff like that that is pretty neat yeah so i'm like all you gotta do is hold this nft they pay for your subscriptions and the neat thing is it's all your because my visa my visa card got hacked the other day Mm. so i couldn't i couldn't use my visa card for like five days or something like that and i tried to get all these emails about your subscription your subscription i'm like fuck i forgot i even had that thing with this, you have all your subscriptions in one place and you kind of just click a little box and like cancels it, adds it. Like, so it keeps everything in one spot, but also by holding the NFT, you can pay your subscription. So cool. I thought that was kind of neat. Check so two little that, projects yeah. I, would, I would check out. For sure. So in conclusion, I think the red flags in the Cardano ecosystem, the founder, their lack of execution, you know, in business and anything, execution is the hardest thing. You can make plans and technology and... Um, potential real world use cases you can pull those out out of for thin air but when it comes to execution i'm not sold on cardano the market cap is too big for me i'm not saying it's not going to pump you know it's one of the names everyone knows it's on every exchange when crypto comes back eventually i'm sure it'll pump because the whole market will pump but for me for a long-term blockchain that's going to 
give me a good risk to reward ratio, return on my investment, I'm out. Cardano, just, the market cap's too high for me. That's just it. Uh, from a market cap perspective, in the short term, short to midterm, I'd also take the exact same philosophy mm. and won't be putting any money into Cardano because there are, like, like we said, and there's a lot that we've alluded to, other layer ones that are doing a lot of the exact same things, but we're also seeing the adoption. Yeah. Um, you know, so. That's, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, like, look, for everyone that's watching this episode right now, if you've watched to the end, let us know what projects you want us to do a truth about coverage on. We're always looking for your favorite projects. We want to uncover the truth about the projects that you want to hear about. So comment them below and we'll get it done. And let us know anything we missed in this episode of Bell Cardano because there's a lot of smart people who are watching these episodes and you might be in the Telegram group or you know might have heard something that we haven't caught on to and we like to keep educating ourselves as well and you guys are filled with a ton of information so let us know in the comments as well. Mm -hmm. And then make sure you tune to the next episode. Ooh, that one's gonna be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the BeamPod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the BeamPod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.